What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am so thrilled that you are here with me today. It is feeling a lot like spring where I'm at in Colorado right now. Last week, we had below zero temperatures almost the entire week, and this week it's been above 60 all week, so we are really enjoying the sunshine this week. I think we're expecting snow here in the next two days or so, but we will take it while we can get it for sure. So I hope you're having a great day as well and enjoying whatever weather you have where you are. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I was just asked recently about keeping your house tidy And I can tell you right now that my house is not always tidy, but I feel like it's pretty easy to tidy. So I think that's the trick is just trying to implement some organizational strategies that make it easy for you to tidy up your house. So it made me think about what are the habits of people who do have a very organized house most of the time. And of course I say most of the time because I don't expect anyone or I hope nobody feels like they have to have an organized house all the time. That wouldn't be any way to live at all. And so I came up with this list of 30 habits of people with an organized house. And I interviewed some people that I really admire and kind of talked to some friends and family as well and um, read some different articles. And these are the things I came up with that I felt like resonated with me the most and would be the most helpful for you. So we're going to go through that list on this episode today and I hope that you can take away a few of them and implement them into your own routines and habits and then add some more as you go. So we'll start with number one and I think this one is the most important and maybe even the hardest one. This was the hardest one for me I think especially as I had young young kids and I wanted to bring you know, cute little outfits and new toys and different things into our house all the time. But number one is that people with an organized house are very intentional with the things they buy, the things they bring home, and the things they keep. Organization really starts with what we bring into our house and what we keep in our house. So, you know, when you go shopping, I always encourage people to shop only with a list. Don't just go to your favorite store and browse around and Um, put things into your cart just because you like them. So always shop with a list, think through every purchase, and you could even create a spend day. If you haven't listened to my episode 
I did with the unhurried homestead. She has this amazing tip to have a spend day. So listen to that episode to learn more about that. I will make sure to link it in the show notes for you. Um, But just be intentional with the things that you buy. I think that is number one. Try to keep as much stuff, you know, from coming into your home as possible if you don't think you're really going to want it in the long term. Number two is to make decisions quickly. So making piles of things that you don't really know if you want right now or if you're going to get rid of later just really adds clutter to your house. So you've got to be able to make these decisions fast. Some things aren't going to work that way. Sentimental items, of course, and some things are harder to get rid of. But for the most part, we often put things off like that pile of paperwork and mail Um, different clutter that we're just not sure what to do with, you know, lots of like broken toys end up on my counter or different things throughout the day. And oftentimes I just pile them up in the corner of my counter when really it would take me three seconds to decide, does this go somewhere or is this trash? So make decisions quickly. Number three goes kind of along with that. And it's to live by the two minute rule. So the two minute rule is if it could be done in two minutes or less, do it right now. (laughs) And a lot of things can be done in two minutes or less. You could load the dishwasher in two minutes or less. You can often fold most of a load of laundry, if not the whole thing, in two minutes or less. You could hang up a few different items that have been, you know, strewn around your room or your kids' rooms. You could go around and tidy really quick. You can wipe up the counter and sweep the floor. There's so many things that can be done in two minutes or less. So, Live by that rule. If you see something and it can be done in less than two minutes, do it right then. Don't put it off till later. Another habit, number four, is to learn to use little pockets of time. So we all have little breaks in our day, whether it's waiting in the pickup line at school, waiting in the grocery line, um, even just like 15 minutes when we finish doing something and we're not not about to leave the house yet. We have maybe 10 or 15 minutes before we do. Um, When we get ready in the morning and you're waiting for maybe your curling iron to heat up, any of those little pockets of time, use those well, whether it's using them for something for you, listening to a quick moment of a podcast, reading a few pages in a book, listening to some songs, reading your Bible, or if you're using those pockets of time to just do a quick cleanup of your house real fast, you'd be amazed with how much you can get done. And when we have those um, boundaries where like we only have this amount of time, we get twice as much done, right? That if we have two hours and we're like, oh, we have this, 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 and this, we have to don't get near as much done. So learn to use those little pockets of time. Number five is to learn how to say no. (laughs) This one's tricky for a lot of people, Um, not just in your daily schedule, saying no to things that you just don't have time for or don't add value to your life or your family's life, but also learning to say no to yourself when it comes to purchasing things. Um, If you're out at the store and you see something really cute and you think, oh, I have to have this for my house. If you really stop to think about it, do you really need it in your house? Is it really going to bring you that much joy? Or are you just going to have to clean around it over and over and over? Learn to say no to yourself sometimes. If you have, you know, the ability to say no to things that you realize you don't need, but you just want, that's going to become easier and easier. And you're going to realize you, you stop having to do it because you don't, you don't even ask yourself those questions anymore. So learn to say no. The other thing to learn to say no to is things that people give you. Um, you know, I love hand-me-downs and I am so grateful to my friends and family who have given me clothes for my kids and toys and books and 
all of those things, I think that is so valuable. And I don't want you to stop doing that or stop taking that because I think if the more that we can reuse and pass down to other families, the more we consume in total. And I think that's nothing but a good thing. However, it can get to the point where you are taking items that you don't actually need that aren't going to add to your um, kid's wardrobe. Maybe you already have enough of summer clothes. You don't need another trash bag full and your kids are going to be fine with the clothes that they have. So learn to say no thank you. You know, be grateful for it, but you don't have to bring it into your house. Or if if you have a friend or family member that you know wouldn't take that well, then say thank you so graciously. Take one or two items out of it that are your favorites or you know will last your kids a long time. And then donate those to somebody else. Pass it on. And I am sure that nobody giving you items would feel funny about that. And you can always ask too. You can say, you know, we have a full wardrobe right now for summer for my daughter. Thank you so much for the clothes. Is it okay if I pass these on to a friend that I know could really use them as well? So, you know, just learn to be okay with not accepting everything, even if it's free. Number six is to be realistic about your organizational system. It really has to make sense to you. So I love when I see beautiful pictures in magazines of like color-coded closets and, and bookshelves and all of that. But I also know that I would never put stuff back if I had to keep it color-coded. So if that works for you, that's great. Go with that organizational style, but find what actually works for you. Make it realistic in your lifestyle, in your season right now. If you can't have all the beautiful bins because it's not in your budget, do not buy all the beautiful bins. Use boxes from things that you've just recently gotten or find tubs that are lying around your house. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to work. So I think that we often, you know, we scroll through Instagram or Pinterest and we see these beautifully organized homes and we think that we have to do that in order to be organized, but you don't. And so if you truly want just organization that works and organization that's going to keep you from feeling totally crazy throughout the day, just do whatever works for you. Don't worry about the rest of it. Number seven is don't let paper overtake your house. (laughs) So I actually have an entire episode about paper clutter. I also cover this extensively in my Simple Home Reset membership program. So if that is something that you are struggling with, go back and listen to that episode or let me know and I can show you how to get into the Simple Home Reset mentorship program so we can go through that together. But paper is one of those things that just comes into our lives on a daily basis. We get mail, we get stuff from school, we get things as we go into the doctor's office. I mean, paper is just everywhere. And so learning how to manage it, coming up with a system that works for you and keeping as much of it out of your house in the first place as possible is really the best system here. So make sure that you're not bringing home pamphlets and business cards and other things that you really won't look at again. Snap a quick picture of something that you see, you know, that you don't want to forget. Snap a picture of it. Don't take the paper home. It's totally fine to just keep it that way and then delete the picture when the event is over or you don't need that information anymore. And then you don't have the paperwork to go through. So just make sure you're creating a system that you can stick to and keeping it out whenever possible. Number eight is keep things off your surfaces. So I know that this one is really, really hard. We have a tendency of wanting to just drop everything wherever it can land. And that usually is our kitchen table, our kitchen counters, coffee tables, 
um, nightstands and the clutter just builds up there. So whenever possible, keep your things off your surfaces. Wipe them down each night. This is going to make a world of difference in your home. So just feeling more organized. If you can keep your surfaces clear, your entire house is going to look and feel more organized for you. Number nine is to find solutions for problems where you have clutter or just problems you have with clutter. So take a moment to look around your house. Where do you struggle the most? Um, When it comes to people who are chronically organized or who seem chronically organized, they're just looking for solutions just like that. So they look around their house and they find solutions for these problems. So take a moment and do that whenever you have a chance here soon and look around and think, maybe most of my clutter builds up at the doorway. How could I solve that? Do I need a piece of furniture there? Do I need hooks for backpacks and purses? Where can my kids put their shoes that's not all over you know, the front entryway. Um, Just think about where your clutter is piling up, where you have the most trouble with it, and come up with a solution for that area first. Another step to take is to put stuff back every single time. Again, I've talked about this in previous episodes. I am horrible at this, and this is why my organizational strategy is like giant bins, with lots of stuff in them because I won't put stuff back if I have tons and tons of micro organizational sections in my home. I'm more of a macro organizer. So if you don't know those terms either, um, make sure you tag me about the Simple Home Reset program. I think it would be very beneficial to you. But macro means you organize things in bigger categories. Micro would be that you organize things in smaller categories. Make a system that works for you so that you can put things back every single time. If you don't put it back, it's going to lay on the counter or lay somewhere else and just cause clutter in your home. Number 11 is to go through your things regularly. So, you know, maybe it's every three months. Maybe you literally set a timer on your phone or your calendar to remind you Um, This is the weekend I'm going to just go through things real fast. Maybe it's once a month. Maybe every day you try to find one item that you need to put somewhere else. Whatever it is, routinely go through your stuff because I guarantee there's stuff piling up that you have not seen in a really long time or used or needed. So go through your things routinely and that is just going to really help um, keep things at bay. The less stuff we have, the easier it is to stay organized. So I don't know if you can hear this or not, but there's a train going by me right now. So I hope that's not too loud in the background of this episode. Number 12 is to put new things away immediately. So if you go to the grocery store, when you go home, don't leave stuff on your counter. Get it all put away right right when you can. If there's a birthday party and your kids get all kinds of presents, help them put those away right away. If you come home from a trip, don't leave your suitcases packed on your floor for three weeks. Get it all done right away. It's easier. You have the momentum already. Just get it done right then. Otherwise, it's going to sit there. You're going to look at it and think, I don't have time for that over and over and over. And so just put things away as soon as possible. Number 13 is not to bring garbage into the house. And I say this laughing because this happens so often where my kids will bring stuff home or I'll pick something up and I'll look at it later and think, why did I even bring this home? This really is trash. I mean, it's, it's, you know, maybe a junky toy or bracelet or I don't know, all those little 
cluttery things that kids pick up and we do as adults as well just don't bring it into your house okay just get rid of it before it even comes in leave it where it was let it have a home somewhere else but don't even bring it inside your house okay because garbage adds up really quickly and you know we get these junky things around the house that we didn't need to have in there in the first place Number 14, which I think is such a big one, is to build routines and habits for your whole family. So I talk about routines and habits all the time because I really think it is the base of all of this is to have some routines in place that help you keep yourself tidy and organized and clutter-free and just simplified. But I think we need to do this for the entire family too. Teach your kids these things. It doesn't even matter how old they are. Start teaching them You know that every time we move from one place to another, we do a quick tidy up of that room and then we go play somewhere else. Start teaching them in the morning after they brush their teeth to wipe down the counter really quickly with a wet rag and then throw it in the laundry. Um, Start teaching them how to fold and put their clothes away as early as you can. Any of these little tiny things that you can start early and just start with your whole family are going to be so helpful. Number 15 is don't let laundry or dishes pile up. (laughs) So if you've been listening for a while, you know that I have this big thing about doing laundry every single day. And I know to those of you who do not do that, this sounds completely crazy, but I guarantee this was a life changer for me and I guarantee it could help you as well. I'm not saying you have to do that. If your laundry system is working, that's great, but don't let it pile up. So as soon as we get you know two or three loads and the basket looks like it's overflowing it becomes overwhelming we look at that and we think we can't do this right now and it just adds to the stress whereas if you have one load of laundry to do it feels manageable you just throw it in you can fold it within five minutes you can get it put away really quick it all feels easier same with dishes when you look at your sink and it's overflowing with dirty dishes doesn't it just feel like How am I going to handle this? This is just one more thing. But if you routinely put your dishes in the dishwasher after they're being used, another routine you can teach your kids and try to build in them. But if you routinely put that in the dishwasher and then you run it at night and empty it in the morning or figure out a system and routine that works for you, but you don't let it pile up, your house is going to feel tidier and more organized because those things won't be just piled everywhere and you're going to feel way lighter. Number 17 is to leave white space in your drawers and your shelves. So just because you have a drawer and you have a shelf does not mean you have to fill it with stuff. You can have empty ones. You can have an empty drawer in your dresser that's just waiting there patiently for something that you might find to put there or that's just letting it breathe a little bit. Um, Same with your shelves, you know, you don't have to have books lining them from one side to the other. You could have three books on one and then a little vase next to it that you really adore or nothing next to it, just open space. Open space makes our house feel lighter and look more organized. Number 17 is to tidy throughout the day. So rather than leaving it all for Sunday, you know, just tidy throughout your days. Take 10 minutes here and there to tidy up and do this with your family. We usually call them like quick cleanups and we just go throughout the house, 10 minute timer and pick up anything that we can in our spaces or anywhere else. Or as you're walking from room to room, if you see something lying on the floor, pick it up and put it where it goes. If you left something on the counter, you know, put it away. Anytime that you see something, just just go put it away as you can. 
All right, number 18 is to utilize wall space rather than surfaces. So this goes along with keeping your surfaces clear. Um, what I've noticed as I've looked around my house throughout this journey of trying to make things simpler is there's a lot of things that I put on the shelves that could actually go up on the wall. And so, you know, I've invested in some hooks for backpacks or purses or keys, different things like that, or maybe just putting a little shelf above the counter where you can set some books or different things that have piled up routinely in the same spot. So look through your house and see if there's a way to get some of that clutter off the ground and up onto the wall. We have a lot of wall space and, you know, you can utilize it. There's so many great tools out there now um, and organizational systems that you can use to put things up off the floor or off your um, flat surfaces. Number 19 is to conceal things in boxes, crates, baskets, and other other things. So there's a lot of items. For instance, in our entryway right now, because of the season in Colorado, we have hats and gloves and scarves. And, you know, because of COVID, we have masks and just all kinds of little random things. And so rather than having those in a pile somewhere where you can see them, I just put them in a cute little basket and it's concealed you can't see what's in it but the kids know if i need gloves or hats that's where i go to they open it up and they pull what they need out and hopefully put the lid back on and <laughs> and conceal it again but putting things concealed into spaces is going to help your house look more organized now you have to be careful with this because sometimes we use concealed spaces as another junk drawer or you know we just pile up random things so i have a purpose to it be intentional about it but use things to conceal a lot of those miscellaneous items number 20 is to make a to-do to list each day and when i say each day i don't mean a to-do list that you finish in a day because we all know that 99 percent of the time does not happen i like to consider my to-do list a revolving to-do list and so i just use a simple spiral notebook one of the you know, cheap ones that you can get when school supplies are on sale. And I literally list things out in the morning that I'm thinking about. And it's often added to the things I didn't cross off from the day before. And I just keep adding to it and crossing off what I can, moving things to the top if I feel like I need to, um, and that sort of thing. So I don't any longer make a to-do list that I feel like I have to get done in one day because that's stressful and it never, ever, ever seems to happen. And so I just make a revolving to-do list. I try to get to the things that look most important on that to-do list. Um, if I get to, you know, two or three, great. If I get to one, great. If I get the whole list done, I feel amazing. But I don't put that pressure on myself anymore. I've realized to, that I need to let go of some of that. But just make a simple to-do list. That gets it out of your head. And it also prioritizes some of those little things that you don't realize you have time for. So add those on there. And then, you know, throughout the day, maybe it's just vacuuming. Maybe you wanted to vacuum. Throughout the day, find those little pockets of time and try to get that, that one thing done. Making a to-do list just brings those things to the front of our mind rather than having them all cluttered and all the millions of things we want to do all over our brain. Number 21. One is to create systems for drop zones. So drop zones are the areas in your house where you often drop things. Like you come home and you put your purse and the kids put their backpack and shoes right here. Um, when you come home from the grocery store, all the groceries and items that you purchased end up 
here. So drop zones are just where clutter usually accumulates because that's just naturally where it flows. So create systems there, you know, create systems for where your kids can hang their backpacks and where you can put your keys in your purse. Create systems for where the mail's going to go when it comes into the house. Anything you usually just pile up, find a system to work for that area. Number 22 is to separate active spaces and storage spaces. Another idea I talk about all the time Active spaces are the areas where things are constantly coming in and out and revolving. Kitchens are very active spaces. In these areas, you really want to give credit to the space that you have. You want to like hold on to it super tight. You do not want to be storing items that you don't need in these areas because these are the areas where you're constantly getting stuff in and out of. You just want the things you need there. So think about where you can store items you get to occasionally and where you can just keep your active spaces where they're easy and easy to put things back and easy to get to the things that you want so that you aren't frustrated every time you're trying to get something out. Number 23, something that organized people do every single day or claim they do every single day is make their bed. This is a habit that um, my husband and I kind of started when we first got married and we've just stuck to. It takes you know less than two minutes and if you have your bed made it just feels so much nicer every time you walk into your room now i am not going to claim that we do this every single day but we try to make it a habit and so that would be something i'd encourage you to do too it's something super simple it makes your room and your house look and feel cleaner and more tidy and definitely more organized number 24 is to wipe counters and floors after each meal so this is another habit you could teach your kids if they're old enough and they don't even have to be that old, you might have to redo it or, you know, help them with it, of course, if they're young, but teaching them young will help them get it even quicker. But just make it a habit to wipe down the counter really quick, sweep up the floors really quick every time you eat, and that will be so helpful. Number 25 is to close out each night. And when I say close out each night, um, what I really mean is think of your house like it's a business that you work at. What would you do you know, what kind of closing checklist would you have to make the morning people shift easier? When they come in, they can just start work. And that's what I want you to think about. What would make your morning way easier? What can you do at night that's gonna make your morning feel lighter? So create these um, checklists for yourself. If you need one, you can go get it at athomewithkids.com forward slash resources. You'll find an evening and morning checklist that I use. Um, just create super easy routines for yourself to close out at night. This is going to remind you to tidy up really quick and to put things back where they go and to wipe things down. And your house is going to be more organized when you wake up, which means you'll want to keep it more organized throughout the day. Number 26 is to have a place for items that leave your home and a plan to get them out. So I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm going through clutter and I'm feeling like I'm doing so great. And then I realize the pile has not left my house for three months and it has just cluttered up the corner next to the door and hasn't left. So you need a system for this. Create a place where you can routinely put things that you're going to donate or give away and a time when you're actually going to get them out of the house. Maybe it's every, you know, the first Saturday of every month or something like that. Create yourself a little system to get these items out of your house so that they don't stay as clutter. Um, and even worse, like 
worse clutter because it's a big old pile somewhere, right? So just create yourself a little system and that way you'll be more apt to want to get rid of things as well. Number 27 is to clean your refrigerator each time you bring in groceries. So when I first heard this tip um, and I was talking to a mom who did this, I really thought she was a little bit crazy. I thought there's no way I rarely ever clean my refrigerator if I'm being totally honest. And that sounds like a lot. But what I realized is I am a weekly shopper and by the end of the week, we pretty much have the bare minimums left in our refrigerator. So it's almost empty. So it's super easy for me to just wipe down each shelf really quick. It takes me again, less than two minutes and then put the new groceries in. It also forces me to kind of reorganize things in there really fast before I load it back up with things. So this is a great organizational strategy. Now I wish I could say that when you open my refrigerator, it has all those cool little clear tubs and you know, the yogurts are in one and little snacks for my kids are in one and I have beautiful jars with cut up veggies and fruits and all of that like you see on Pinterest, of course, but I do not. Our refrigerator is never that organized. I have certain shelves I use for different things. So I have a shelf I use for leftovers, foods that need to be eaten, you know, pretty quickly so that I know what I need to grab out. And then we have a shelf where we keep our cottage cheese and yogurts and those sorts of things and, you know, a drawer for vegetables and stuff. But it's not that organized, but it looks organized and clean because each week I do a quick little clean of it. So this is a tip that I wasn't really sure about, but it truly does work. So give it a shot. Number 28 is to simplify your cleaning supplies and just keep them where you use them. So I think I'm down to about four different cleaning items that I use. I use vinegar. I use a solution of vinegar and dish soap. Um, I use hydrogen peroxide and baking soda a lot. So I have this little tub where I just keep are cleaning supplies that I can get to super easy. That makes it easier to wipe things down real quick. I keep a couple in the kitchen and a couple in the bathroom. Those are the places I use the most. So I kind of have like one jar of each thing I use in both of those places. And then that's it. It makes it really simple. You could have a little caddy that you bring back and forth if that works for you. Um, but what I find is if I have the spray right where, where we're going to need it, then it's easier for my kids and for me if I say go wipe down the counter in the bathroom really quick they don't have to find a cleaner to go do it they just pull the one out from the bathroom cabinet and spray it down really fast and wipe it so just make it really accessible you're going to feel more organized if you routinely wipe things down number 29 is to limit the big items in your home so this is a struggle for me when my kids were little because there were so many toys that were giant like the big kitchens and um i don't remember what else but we just it seemed like all the toys that they got from friends and family were huge so i started kind of limiting that and asking you know at birthdays and stuff for smaller items that we could put into buckets and they could play with rather than these giant plastic things that they had. And it wasn't because I didn't appreciate those things. It was just because we didn't have room for it. We have a small home and we just didn't have space for them to have those big things. And what I realized is 
if I took out the giant kitchen, but I kept the play food and dishes and stuff like that, they would still play like they were playing at a kitchen and they'd be so resourceful. They'd play in our own kitchen or they'd make themselves a little area in their room that was their play cafe. So they were still just as creative, maybe even more creative, I don't know, without the big kitchen just keeping those little items. So I just made it a purpose to go through and see what big items, even if it wasn't just toys, but other big items, furniture that we don't use, things like that, and um, try to get rid of those things. If you have less in your house, it's gonna feel more organized. I think it just comes down to that. And so big items take up a lot of space and make your house feel crowded and less organized. Number 30, and this one is probably one that people might argue me, but it is to take your shoes off when you come into the house. The reason I say this one is because that just keeps everything so much cleaner. And I don't know if you've kind of seen a theme throughout these 30 tips or not, but I feel like what I've come to know is that the less stuff you have and the cleaner you're able to keep your home, not sparkling clean, but just, you know, wiping things down every once in a while and sweeping up every once in a while. Not that everything has to be perfectly clean, but if you can keep those surfaces wiped down and, you know, the floors relatively clean, your whole house feels more organized. So the tubs and creating systems for yourself, all of that is great. But you also do want to have systems in place that make it so you don't have to clean as often. And having less stuff makes it so you don't have to clean as often. And taking your shoes off makes it so you don't have to clean as often. So that is tip number 30. I truly hope that these were valuable for you and that you can take a few of them and give them a shot right now to um, just feel more organized in your home, feel less stressed throughout your day, and just feel a bit lighter. So I would love to hear which one is your favorite. If you'll tag me on Instagram or email me or message me, however you want to get a hold of me, that would be great. And of course, I always want to cheer you on. So let me know where you're struggling and how this podcast might be able to help you. I truly hope you enjoyed this and I hope you have a blessed week. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.